Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. This week we will be talking about a rather interesting offering, Knives Out. As always, we will begin the review with a non-spoiler recommendation about whether or not I think you should see it in the theaters, whether you should wait for it to be on your favorite streaming service or possibly purchase on a Blu-ray or 4K, or maybe wait for it to be on TBS in reruns or ignore altogether. After which, we will do our normal breakdown where we will talk about the cast, the director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and possibly even bonus points. This will all add up to a total that can be as high as 100 points, just like every math test that I never got back at that level. Um, I hope everybody's having a good holiday season so far. I know the Christmas and Hanukkah and uh, everything else that I'm forgetting at the moment is right around the corner and comes with it all sorts of familial obligations and extra stressors. So I hope everybody is being calm and cool and collected and trying to uh, keep keep their heads even and, and just enjoy the time that they can have with their friends and family. But on to it. Um, this film was really surprising. Um, well, maybe not really surprising. The the promos that I had seen ahead of time, the little bits and pieces, uh, the previews before other movies I had watched or commercials I had seen online, all made it seem like it would probably be the type of film that is right up my alley. Um, and it definitely was. Uh, now, in my mind, I think this is definitely something that was a lot of fun to see in the theaters. And I think that uh, the film was good enough it should definitely be supported in the theaters. Um, now, in terms of the type of film that it is, I think for most people waiting for it on a streaming service is probably going to be closer to what I would suggest for the, the vast majority of people just because it's, it's not exactly niche, but it's, um, there's so many movies out there. I can see why this might be one that people would want to wait, but don't miss it for sure, because this is just a fantastic piece of work, but um, on to it, into the slightly more spoiler-heavy section of this. Uh, as I often do, I like to start with the director. Um, now, the director of this particular film is Rian Johnson. Uh, it's a name that several people might find uh, recognizable because he was the director of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Uh, he's done several other things, including Looper. Um, so this is one of those instances where I often am going to start my score a little lower than I normally would. Uh, seeing that this was the director of the film going into the film was maybe the only reservation that I had. Now, this may not be completely fair, but I greatly disliked The Last Jedi. Um, and it's not because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd and I thought, well, okay, I kind of am a nerd in, in terms of sci-fi. I love all sci-fi, but I, I don't think that it was one of those things where it ruined the franchise or anything like that. I just thought it was, it was just not, it just wasn't that great. I mean, the, the current series of Star Wars films have been disappointing, uh, probably pretty much each and every one now. Uh, I can't say that about Solo yet. I haven't seen it, and I can't say that about uh, Rogue One, which I have a feeling that I'm probably going to like quite a lot when I see it, but I still haven't seen that. But uh, I have not enjoyed a Star Wars film since Return of the Jedi. 
not not really not like gotten all giddy but i also have to look at that through the lenses of rose-colored glasses uh, i was much younger when i saw those films and i don't even think they are quite as good as people think that they are that being said the other one being looper was one of those where i saw the previews and was not impressed to a certain extent so that i didn't even want to see the film um, now that's not a fair representation, but that is the, that is the way that I saw the director going into this. So on the one hand, obviously he has to be at least respected and pretty good because he got put in into the helm spot for, uh, a couple of big budget productions. And, you know, it seems to have been received fairly well in, in each instance, um, so I'm going to chalk that up to it just being me and a taste thing and just not like liking the work. But because of that, it made me a little nervous. I had no reason to be. Um, I think he did a fantastic job with this particular film, uh, whether that's just the fact that he had a fantastic cast to work with, whether it's the fact that it's a different type of film than he had directed in, in the previous uh, films that I mentioned. Uh, I don't know what it was, but... In terms of keeping the script tight, because he wrote it too, as my understanding, um, it's a good story. The pacing is really fantastic. And it seems like that there was a very specific, pur uh, very specific purpose and narrative that he kept everything to. And with the help of whatever editors he had, just did a, a really fantastic job. So... I, I'm not going to maybe rate the director as high as I normally would, but I can't tank it either because he just he did very well with this. So I'm going to give that a 14 out of 20. Now, talking about that cast, the cast is just phenomenal. Um, the 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 talent that they had to work with with this film was was stunning. I mean, you've got Daniel Craig, who um, is definitely my favorite James Bond of all time at this point. And I know that a lot of people will be disappointed to hear that. Uh, a lot of Sean Connery people out there or or whatever. But this current incarnation, he's got a certain a certain style that I really happen to like. And everything I've seen him in so far, I've really enjoyed. Now, to be fair, I still haven't watched Cowboys and Aliens all the way through. And that may be an exception to the rule. But... <laughs> He's, he's apparently pretty awesome. And you got Chris Evans in it, who has proved himself to be a treasure in pretty much everything that he's ever touched. Uh, and is always just fantastic uh, and obviously is an MCU staple at this point. You got Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, all the way from the back in the beginning in the original Halloween film, uh, Trading Places. She's been just amazing. Fish Called Wanda, one of my favorites. She's always really, really good. Um, you've got, uh, uh, Michael Shannon who, uh, just did a, a fantastic job in this and is often maybe not somebody that people will point to. It's like, I got to see the next, uh, uh, Michael Shannon film, but he's always really good and stuff. Uh, Don Johnson was a bit of a su uh, surprise cause he's, you know, the old, uh, Miami, uh, Miami vice kind of veteran. He's been in a lot of stuff. This is not a film that I would have expected him to be in A or be able to put in the kind of performance that he did, which was just really, really good. And that's just showing my my eyes being not, uh, or my mind not being uh, 
in the right headspace because it's it's easy to just kind of mentally typecast somebody and I I never typecast him as somebody that could could pull a film like this off and he just did just fantastic. Um, you got Tony Collette in it who is uh, just really really good playing kind of a, a bit of a ditzy character but not as ditzy as she seems kind of a thing which is just fantastic. Uh, Christopher Plummer who is amazing in everything and should be in nearly everything because he's just got that sort of serious uh, gravitas in in so much stuff and it's so easy to love or hate as you need to depending upon what type of a character that he's playing and it's just fantastic. Um, uh, Anna de Armas, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Not really familiar with her stuff, but she she was uh, she was a delight to see in there. Anytime I get to see Ricky Lindholm in anything uh, from Garfunkel and Oates, oh, she's so funny, and she just can kind of chameleon into things surprisingly well, and she she does you know she does real well. I mean, even got Frank Oz with a little little bit. Now, one of the things that really got me about this cast is it's not a really huge cast there's actually a fairly small number of people but the people that are there are just phenomenal they're all really good I mean it's kind of like watching Clue in a way not just in tone but I mean that film you had what 12 14 people in the film the entire film and this this is very similar. You don't have a lot of extras, a lot of other people or tertiary or fourth level characters that come around. It's just these core people. And they carry the whole thing extraordinarily well. It's kind of like watching a small stage play. Um, I really enjoy that. Uh, and it's a combination of a, a variety of factors. But if you're going to throw this kind of this kind of talent where every name on this list, Either I just already know and they're fantastic, or even if I don't know them very well, they all put in really, really good performances doing exactly what they needed to do to carry along their part and the the plot of the story forward. It was just, you know, it was fantastic. Uh, because of that, I got to give the cast a 19 out of 20. Now, maybe in one of the less impressive sides to me in the costume and prop side of things, there weren't... There weren't a ton of props that were just super important, and the props that were there were kind of, I don't know, um, not all that in- impressive. I mean, you had uh, maybe the most impressive bit was the uh, circle of knives that you could see in any of the trailers that played an important part in the film. Um, that was really neat, kind of a Game of, Game of Thrones kind of a feel to that, which is apt for what they're trying to do. But other than that, there weren't a lot of props that were just really important. There were a couple cars you saw. Um, the you know, there's the the go board that they had, uh, a chunk of wood. I mean, it's nothing that was all that interesting. Uh, as far as the costuming goes, the costumes were good, but I mean, this is not a period piece, so it's normal clothing, normal places, um, and none of the clothing really stood out to me as being just really awesome. Now, I'm sure that's part of the point. I mean, you're not supposed to be looking at the the clothing so much. Um, But maybe the exception, the uh, suit that uh, Chris Evans is wearing when you see him um, at the viewing, or nice suit, Uh, uh, but that's about it. Uh, 
and even then that's still nothing that's that's amazing um so i mean did its job but nothing that's terribly special I'll give that a seven out of ten you've got the location not a lot of locations uh you've got the house of the um of the person that is uh, looking after Harlan Thromby, which is Christopher Plummer's character, uh, her household. Uh, you've got the mansion, uh, the Thromby mansion, uh, and the grounds therein. You've got uh, a warehouse they end up going to. There's a little bit uh, in a diner and a little bit driving around town. There's just there's just not a lot of locations. It's almost all in the Thromby estate. Now that estate is gorgeous. Um, the 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 house that they picked was really really nice uh i'm curious exactly how much was filmed actually there and how much was set pieces um uh if that's really what that house looks like uh, that's where i want to live but <laughs> it's uh if you're going to have a single location and have it be the entire uh, location for the film essentially it had better be pretty stunning and it's a it's a really nicely uh really nicely done uh group of sets um uh, not a lot to say about that i mean you know hidden passages are always kind of a nice thing to to have not really so much a hidden passage as a hidden window but you know uh the the equivalent um i like that i'd probably give that an eight out of ten cinematography um this is also done quite well this is one of those things where you're going to have a lot of dialogue and it's sometimes hard to keep things interesting when there's not a lot happening physically so it's all about what um what your transitions are going to be from person to person from scene to scene um uh how much is going to be uh dynamic what's the lighting going to be what's the color scheme and it's subtle but they do a great job of, of using some tricks in instances where the characters are remembering what has already happened and making that feel like it's the past. Just, just some, some subtle things, you know, some coloring things. Um, uh, I really like uh, nothing jumps out at me, first of all. That just brought me out of the, the suspension that kept me in the story. Um, so that's, that's always a, a big thing for me and, and a great nod. Um, I just really liked that it had a flow. It wasn't too static. That was the only thing that I was going to fear that there was going to be a lot of two shots, a lot of, uh, just kind of stationary camera, or they would go completely the other way and just cut way too much to everything. Um, neither happened. It had the right flow for everything. When they needed to cut for dramatic purpose and, and zoom in on somebody, it was not overly done, so we're looking up their nostrils. I mean, it was just really, really nicely put together. Um, I would say that that's probably a 17 out of 20 for me. Um, and, of course, the most important thing, the plot and writing. Um, the script, like I said, is super tight. It's, first of all, just, just fun it's kind of, um, it's not exactly dark, but it's, it, it, it takes an edge towards dark humor. Um, and it has so many callbacks to so many really great films like Clue uh, or, or other kind of mystery and comedy sources that, that you'll kind of pick up on when you watch it that are just, they're just wonderful. 
um, the choice of having Daniel Craig with the southern accent uh, was interesting. Um, I don't know if it if it worked completely. Um, I know I know it could potentially throw some people off. I thought he did pretty well with it. Um, it was fun, but it made me think uh, Mary Melody's kind of Looney Tunes. I'll say, I'll say, you know, just kind of, uh, it's, it was, it was maybe the only thing that came close to, to pulling out of the story a little bit, but, um, the dialogue is sharp. Um, there's a lot of little bits and pieces that help to create mood, uh, in, in, in just the way that the, the conversations are framed. Uh, nothing is just ridiculously absurd massive truck size plot holes that are in it i mean there are some small inconsistencies here and there but i mean it's hard not to get that in any movie um but the thing that i have to praise about it is in most instances when i'm going to read something or watch something within the very beginning of whatever it is i already know how it's going to end it doesn't doesn't take too much for me to predict that and i like films that can challenge me in terms of either I have no idea how it's going to end or they frame it in such a way like this one where it can go a handful of different ways and still be equally good. Uh, so even though, you know, I'm, I'm 15 minutes into this and I'm going, okay, so this is, this is the four or five things that I think probably happen. That's great for me because I can't nail down exactly, uh, where, uh, where the writer is going with this even halfway through the film i'd only uh crossed off a couple of those by the end it's like okay it could still be two or three different things that that this could be and i was satisfied and I, and it was it was presented in a way where all the threads were basically basically resolved um and left enough kind of Suspense isn't the right word, but kind of this uncomfortableness at the end of the film that's a like the funny kind of uncomfortable you get when you're with your uh, when you're with your family and maybe one of them uh, is uh, has had a little too much to drink and has started spouting off uh, about something that everybody else disagrees with, but nobody wants to say anything uh, because you know what would it really help and They'll be fine once they sober up. That kind of uh, that kind of an uncomfortable at the end of the film, which was just kind of the perfect note to leave it on. Um, I I cannot uh, I cannot say how much I liked uh, I liked the way that they framed it, and they were able to kind of do this in a non traditional way. Uh, most films are going to be either very straightforward. You're going to have the entire plot that's going to be presented to you chronologically. And you're going to just basically take the ride along with the protagonist uh, or maybe be that uh, third person omniscient um, going all the way through it. Uh, a lot of the films that I like that can kind of make it so I don't always know what's happening will take a different, uh, a different tack at it. Either go things backwards chronologically like a memento uh, or uh, chop things up. Uh, like a Tarantino film where things are completely out of sequence. So you don't know exactly always what's going to happen because it's not going in a chronological fashion and that can keep 
uh, keep my interest because I have a harder time determining where things are going. This film stayed chronological with some flashbacks of historical context, but because it's presented as a mystery and, and they're leaving out critical details uh, that you only find out about later as the detective is kind of piecing things together, uh, it keeps it just hidden enough to make it interesting and, and to keep it fun. Um, just just too too excellent. I really like uh, I really like what they did with this film. I got to give the plot and writing an 18 out of 20. Now, I don't really have any bonus points on this one. I don't really think it needs it. Uh, when you add it all together, it gets an 83, which uh, puts it in, in fine standing. Uh, definitely a film that I will purchase when it comes out on Blu-ray, and I will have it in my collection of stuff. It is one that I will enjoy watching repeatedly, much like I enjoy watching uh, films like Clue repeatedly. But what did you all think? Let us know. You can go to our website, www.everybodylovespudding.com. We have forums. Leave your opinion. Leave your score. Or contact us on social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook as uh, Pudding Guys, obviously. And we are on Twitter as at Real Pudding Guys. You can even find us on Patreon, where for only a dollar per month, you can help support the Pudding Guys as we find new content, find new people to talk to, buy new equipment that we only sort of understand how to use and will eventually get to work the way that we want it to so that we'll sound better for all of you out there. Um, we will be having some new stuff uh, popping up on Patreon sometime soon, just a couple of extra features that you can get access to, and we'll be expanding our ultimate comic movie database here sometime in the future into Patreon as well. Uh, we'll be leaving the main part with the movies available on our website, so you'll always have access to that, but we'll be bringing out new functionality. You'll be able to see television shows. You'll be able to see animated shows. There will be more search functionality, more interesting information that you're going to get access to by being a a member through the Patreon side. Now, the tentative date that we're looking at for that is going to be around June, probably, uh, but we will keep you updated with new stuff as it comes out. Uh, until next time, I'm sure I will see you at the movies. Just a little shout out to my, my favorite Siskel and Ebert stuff. I love it. Bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye.